Welcome to Cup of Coffee in the Big Time, uh huh? Cup of Coffee in the Big Time, uh huh? Cup. That's some good coffee. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our wrestling podcast, Cup of Coffee in the Big Time, uh huh? Episode one, yeah. So this uh, this is going to be another way for us to hopefully release content. Um, you know, uh, it's not going to be like scheduled or anything. So, you know, th- this could be done throughout the week. Like, for example, I'm releasing this today, I'm recording this this morning, uh, Monday, June 7th, and it's going to release today or maybe tomorrow morning. It depends, because the idea of it is obviously the name says cup of coffee in the big time. Kind of wanted it to be like our morning type of show because you guys already get our uh, our wrestling podcast, our regularly scheduled episodes every Tuesday. Sometimes, you know, it's midnight. Sometimes it's, you know, late into Tuesday. And then um, as you've probably uh, been aware of that, we have the uh, new series that we're doing called Unscripted. Uh, we usually record those Friday nights and we release them the next day, Saturday, um, you know, random times of the day. But the idea for this is to to be like a, your, your morning wrestling talk show, you know, so you can enjoy your cup of coffee, uh, whether you're driving to work or you're just chilling outside on your front porch and you want to hear some wrestling talk for the morning. And uh, that's what this show is going to be. So have a cup of coffee with me. And this could be, uh, you know, sometimes it might be me on here. Just me on here. I might be joined by one of my other cohorts, co-hosts. Or maybe one of them will do an episode of Cup of Coffee by themselves. Um, So and it'll be just random topics. Uh, It'll also not just be WWE focused. It could be any promotion. Um, You know, because we're all fans of several wrestlers and several promotions other than WWE, even though what we mainly talk about is WWE because it's you know, it's it's fun to do the uh, the retro pay-per-views and uh, look back at history because there's a huge part of wrestling history in WWE that, you know, whether you like them or not, if it wasn't for them, your favorites on the indies, you wouldn't like them or you wouldn't know who they are. They're, they wouldn't even have a job, maybe, because if WWE didn't get popular and didn't get to the heights that they did, that they were able to achieve in the 80s, we, we probably wouldn't, this podcast wouldn't even be around right now, just, just being honest. Now, for those of you that weren't fans of wrestling back then or just didn't watch it, Back, you know, back in the 80s, early 90s, the name of the show of this of this series, Cup of Coffee in the Big Time. If you don't know what that's from, you don't know who said that, what wrestler cut a promo talking about Cup of Coffee in the Big Time. If you don't know, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go to our wrestling podcast on YouTube and any other of the streaming services that you follow us on, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio or SoundCloud. So if you if you're subscribed to us on any of those uh, uh, platforms, hit the unsubscribe, because if you don't know where Cup of Coffee in the Big Time came from, it came from Macho Man Randy Savage. That's right. And if you don't know that, then I don't know. You probably subscribe to Slice Wrestling or something. But anyways, so the Cup of Coffee. You know, for those of you, I'm just I'm just playing around. You know, not, not everyone grew up watching wrestling like we did. So and that's understandable. Um. The promo, obviously, is Macho Man Randy Savage cutting a promo on Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, yeah, on Primetime Wrestling, March 23rd, 1987, and it was actually a week before their epic and historic Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania 3 from the Pontiac Silverdome in Mont- Pontiac, Michigan, yeah, huh? Uh, you know, I'm just going to have to play that promo for everybody, um, because, you know, we are, we are recording a cup of coffee in the big time here, you know, I'm just going to have to... You know, I'm gonna have to lay it in for you guys right here. So, um, you know, let's uh, let's play that for you. Why not? Huh? 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 
Freddie Savage, Sarasota, Florida. Come on in. You're going to be defending. How about it? And Ricky oh, yeah. What's the cup for? WrestleMania 3. Pontiac. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 90,000 plus oh, sunglasses. watching right there. And this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's cup of coffee in the big time. Yeah. Cup of coffee in the big time because you'll never get closer than now. I am the Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah, macho man. Yeah. Better not play too much of that because, you know, um, you know. You know, YouTube, you know, you know, you know how YouTube is. So, but that is the, the, uh, the infamous promo of cup of coffee in the big time. And, uh, it's one of my favorite promos other than the, um, I do still love the, uh, uh, what the 360. Yeah. Another 180 degrees. Another 360. Yeah. No more questions. That's still one of my favorite promos. Um, so. Yeah, that's 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 the uh, the idea. That's the name. The name comes from that promo. Obviously, I'm sure anyone watching is like, you don't have to tell me that, you idiot. I already know. I'm just you know for those that don't know. So, um, but yeah, and Macho Man, you know the thing about it is, look look how important. Like that's that's you know we we can sit here all day and just be like, yeah, the wrestlers today don't know. But I mean, come on, it's true. Like look at the importance, or or not importance, but look at how simple that promo was. He was probably literally like walking by before he was going to go record this interview with Mean Gene. And he probably literally like, he walked out of like catering or something. He saw that cup of coffee. He's like, you know what? I'm going to cut a promo. Let me grab this random cup of coffee. I'm going to use this to cut a promo on Ricky and the Dragon Steebo. Yeah. But, but that is what's missing today. Like I just, and in a lot of it, if you're watching it from the WWE standpoint or watching the WWE programming, you already know it's, you know, they're controlled as as far as what they can say. Vince, you know, he'll write the script out or the writers will write the script and Vince will expect them to go by that script. You know, they might have some freedom. You know, they, the script might be the main thing they need to go, but they could probably improvise a little bit. But back here, like Macho Man was just like, what am I going to write or what am I going to say? What am I going to say on the mic about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat before I go out there? He's probably already pacing back and forth. He was probably in catering or eating, you know, a big old piece of chicken. He's like, mm, yeah, what am I going to do? Huh? And he probably saw a cup of coffee right across from where he was drinking his cup of coffee. He's like, I'm going to use the cup of coffee. Yeah, this is his time. Cup of coffee in the big time. So let me, uh, you know, let me go out there and use this cup of coffee. But like just something simple like that, he was able to do that. He was able to cut an excellent promo filled with his personality, of course, his humor. And at the same time, putting over the importance of the intercontinental belt. And he always did that. That's why I loved Macho Man's reign as Intercontinental Champion, because he always made you feel like the IC belt was as important as the WWE Championship. The way he talked about it, like, you know, the, the, when he was a heel, you know, heel Macho Man, I still loved heel Macho Man, even as a kid. Um, but he always just made that title feel so important. So you always felt like it was a big fight feel anytime he was defending that title, anytime he was talking about that title. And that's the stuff that's missing from today's product. Like, look how simple he used a cup of coffee to cut an excellent promo. And that's, you know, that that is missing. Like, it's important to be able to do stuff like that. And we're not, you know, we don't see that no more. E even on the independents, like, who's really, I mean, you have a couple guys. You have, like, Eddie Kingston. He's great at cutting promos. Um, you know, Moxley does good, too, on his own. Um, but, I mean, who who else really stands out that that's cutting promos like this? You know, I mean, yeah, sure. These guys are having excellent matches They're, They, you know, they have they are free of the uh, boundaries that the WWE machine places on them. 
or places around them. Um, so, that, you know, they're always performing excellent matches. And, you know, it's it's cool, like even if they're not cutting the best promo in the world, that they have the freedom to say whatever they want. So that part is cool. But it's just like it's it's almost like no one's taking the time to perfect the craft. And I think and, you know, I've, I've said it before um, because a couple, you know, couple couple of the co-hosts have brought it up before when um, Stone Cold says, you know, all these wrestlers care about now is playing video games and being on TV. And and like I've brought up the point before several times that it, he's not saying that they should be out partying and getting drunk and and swallowing a bunch of pills with, uh, you know, washing it down with booze and everything. He's saying, learn the craft, continue to evolve and get better at your craft. He's saying you should be getting in the ring, you know, practicing with whoever you're feeding with, you know, get in there and warm up with them and, you know, come up with new ideas for your match that you're going to have or you know, come up with promos, like get together, sit down, like, all right, yeah, say this about me. Hey, how, hey, how about you say this about me? No one said this about me before. You know, I, I, that's what Stone Cold means. And that's what, what a lot of the wrestlers, you know, from back then when they refer to the wrestlers today and they're saying like, oh, they don't care. They're soft that, you know, they're just doing this. That It's true because no one, everyone is like he, like Stone Cold also said, is everyone is just fine with being on TV. That As long as I'm on TV, it's fine. They're going to put me on TV tomorrow, whether I cut the best promo of my life or not. So, you know, I'm just going to be on TV. And, 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 you know, I, I, I understand it probably de- it probably is demotivating, though, in WWE when when you can't go out there and say what you want as far as cutting a promo or or maybe you're not allowed to do certain moves or, you know, this or that. So I can see why that would probably hinder someone's creative creativity process. And then it would also probably make them not as motivated to go out and go above and beyond because it's like, why? They're, they're just going to scrap that idea or. You know, I'm going to be able to do it this week and then next week I'm not going to be able to do it. And it might even get me in trouble if I, you know, go outside of their script. So understandable, but it's also understandable when, you know, the uh, the wrestlers of the past, the legends of the past, the guys that know better, the guys that actually know what they're talking about. Um, you know, it's understandable when they say that and they get frustrated. That's why Stone Cold told Dean Ambrose in that podcast. I think you're just resting on your laurels, kid. You know, I he had a point to that, but then you know, also at the same time, you got to think Dean Ambrose is in the WWE machine. He's he's limited to what they allow him to do as well. So, so I don't know. Um, but you know, speaking of guys that uh, were trapped by the WWE, no longer trapped by the WWE, Andrade showed up on AEW Friday. I, I'm a fan of Andrade, and, and he's a great wrestler. And I think he was just one of those guys like. This is going to touch on on a few points, but Andrade showing up in AAW, you know, he got a a pretty good reaction when he came out. I expected a bigger reaction, you know, considering because we always go on the Internet. You see that with IWC, who who the darlings are. And and I'm I'm saying that, you know, jokingly darlings with quotes, because I do a lot of the guys that the IWC would consider their darling. I do. I'm a fan of those wrestlers, you know, Daniel Bryan, a Cesaro, uh, a Chris Hero or, you know, anyone like that. I'm a fan of all those wrestlers. But my whole problem is like when, okay, when you complain about these wrestlers not getting the push, it's like if you think if you believe in that wrestler and you think they should be getting this push, they should be pushed to the top of the card or, or you know, a lot more TV time, at least you got to you got to show them that you got to show Vince that you got to You got to cheer like crazy for them, even if they're in this horrible program, you need to cheer. You need to cheer for them and you need to show the support, you know, buy. I don't want to say buy the merch. So I don't want to say like, you know give WWE your money but at the same time if these guys are pushing merch then Vince likes that you know Vince is going to treat them better 
he's going to put him on more prominent spots on the card because he's like, well, you're you're selling merch, pal. <laughs> I want you to keep doing that. So we're gonna we're gonna give you a better spot on the card. It's true, re- regardless of what you think of you know Vince being out of touch. At the end of the day, he's running a business and he's going to be looking at the guy that's pushing the merch or the guy or gal that's pushing the merch, whoever's pushing the merch or or whoever's getting the hits on, on their social media page. Um, we've talked about this before. And, you know, wrestlers like Randy Orton, um, Sasha Banks, Mandy Rose, all, all of them, they're they're high up as far as their views and, um, you know, their 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 value um, is concerned on social media. They they move the needle in that sense. And that's why. That's why even if they're not in the best programs, um, you know, Mandy and, and Dana Brooke, you know, there's whole falling down just because Mandy fell at WrestleMania. Now that's a thing. So stupid. But they're on the card. They weren't part of this, uh, you know, last batch of wrestlers that were released. So, you know, that's something that's telling you something. And if you're moving the needle in any way, shape or form, whether it's social media, whether it's, um, you know, maybe yours, your match is or this a specific wrestlers match is the highest rated segment of the night on Raw or SmackDown. Or, you know, if you're moving the merch, that's what they care about. So it's like when these guys show up in another promotions or when these guys come out and I hear like, you know, it's a decent pop. But then, you know, it, maybe it tapers off after a few seconds and then the pop is not as huge. And, and and you wonder why Vince won't push some of these guys. He's like, well, yeah, they everyone talks about it. But where where's the enthusiasm for him? Where where's the pop? I want to feel the pop. You got to remember, Pat Patterson used to sit out in the uh, in the. Uh, with all the fans, he would listen to the crowd. He would try to feel the energy. See, oh, this guy has what it takes. This guy, this guy's your next big star. So that, I mean, I know Pat Patterson's not here to do that anymore, but Vince, I'm sure, still somewhat, you know, is trying to gauge off that perspective of, you know, how are they reacting to the uh, to this wrestler? I, I I always hear, you know, Triple H is always coming here saying the internet's talking about such and such and. When, I, when he comes out, I, I don't hear it. I don't hear the enthusiasm. Obviously, we haven't had crowds in a while, but when we did, it's still the same thing. I, I get it. it. It's and it is. It's it's frustrating, and it, and it probably you know, it probably deflates any enthusiasm you might have for like let's say a Cesaro, because you're like, man, he could have you know he 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 had the Paul Heyman guy gimmick for a little bit, and I thought that was going to be his big break, and then they just shit all over him. And then, you know, he did the Real Americans with Jack Swagger. Obviously, that was before the Paul Heyman stuff. But, you know, we were, we were behind him then. And then, you know, they shit all over him. So I understand why it can be, you know, deflating. And why you almost might think like, eh, you know, yeah, I've been cheering for this guy, but nothing's going to happen. Uh, you know, I don't want to get my hopes up. You know, that's how I felt about Ziggler back in the day. And you know what? He had, he had his moments. One of the greatest uh, Money in the Bank cashins of all time. Had his moments. One of the biggest pops ever that I've ever heard. Crazy. But when I heard Andrade's uh, reaction, you know, it was a decent pop at first and then it just tapered off. And I'm like, man, this is nothing compared to what like back in the day someone would have gotten. But I mean, you know, it was still decent, you know, so so we'll, we'll uh, you know, I want to I want to play that for you um, because there's a few other points I want to talk about um, Andrade as well. Um, but here, you know, let's let, let's listen to the reaction. Did she just say Andrade El Idolo? <laughs> oh my God, it is! Andrade El Idolo! One of the most talented wrestlers in the world. Not too bad of a reaction. He has um, you know, all over the- not too bad of a reaction. 
I know it's a smaller crowd and, you know, you can be like, well, yeah, that's not like a WrestleMania uh, crowd or a Raw or SmackDown. So, of course, the reaction won't be that big compared to like someone on WWE. OK, sure. Um, ECW arenas. Look how small those arenas were compared to a WWE show and how crazy those reactions were all the time. And, and you know, I'm, I'm going to actually one of the things I wanted to talk about was guys you didn't know that showed up in ECW or that you may have not known showed up in ECW after this. But there are a few things here with Andrade um, that actually kind of it, it pisses me off a little bit because I, I did see some people saying that there was nothing special about him and I never saw anything special about him. Once again, it goes back to the part that I do understand with the fans when they with, with their frustration is because you're limited in WWE. Andrade, he has he has the it factor, I think not not, you know, not to be not saying like as far as, um you know, Stone Cold or The Rock or Hogan as far as being that big. But to me, he had and this is no disrespect. He had the talent. He had the look. He has everything, I think, to be like on par with an Eddie Guerrero or Rey Mysterio. You know, maybe he can go further. I think I think so. And the fact that he, you know, and it's not because he's just married to Charlotte, but the fact that you are associated with the flares now in that sense. Why? Why? Like. It, it angers me. And I know this is the writer's part because the writers that are, are writing for WWE now are probably the same type of writers that think TikToks and, and, and TLC reality shows are good shit. They probably are amused by that stuff and they think it's funny. I, I feel like those are the writers that you have. The ones with those attention spans, like only TikTok. I just want to watch TikTok. That's the only thing that's funny and good. No, it's not. TikTok sucks. Um, but if you're a writer and if you were an actual wrestling fan and you were the writer, why, why, how could you not see the potential there? If you're going to have Flair involved with Charlotte, why would you pair Flair with Lacey Evans instead of Charlotte and Andrade? Andrade is the caliber of athlete that a former, uh, you know, Someone that uh, that is a former four horseman would want, you know, if if let's say like Flair, if he was if he was going to start to manage a, a faction, you know, not call it the four horsemen, but if he wanted to be on that level of like elite athletes, elite or elite wrestlers, the best of the best in the wrestling business in WWE today, and Flair wanted to manage that stable, Andrade is that athlete. He is that caliber of an athlete, of a wrestler, of a professional wrestler. That someone like Flair would be like, yeah, that want you know, part of my even even if Charlotte wasn't married or you know, not not that they're married. Sorry, I, I did say that they're married. I'm thinking of Conrad and and uh, you know Flair's other daughter, but obviously they're together. Charlotte and Andrade are together in real life. But even if Andrade wasn't with Charlotte, he is that caliber of athlete. Where like if Flair was going to start some faction, he'd be like Andrade, that get, get him. I want him for me. I, that's a horrible Flair impression impersonation today. Um, what like as a writer and you see that potential there and you know Andrade is associated with the flares now in real life why wouldn't you use that instead why why would you pair just to have some stupid stupid TLC style drama flair joins Lacey Evans and now it's caused that drama between Lacey and Charlotte and, and flair and now now Charlotte's mad you know and, and flair's doing all this uh, you could tell flair didn't probably did not like to to do this like he he probably thought it was stupid because why why wouldn't you I mean, I understand, you know, the whole thing with Charlotte. I, I don't need my dad. I'm not going to be in your shadow and all that stuff. But if you're going to be involved in the storyline with your dad, why not be part of a stable? Why why could they not have a, a faction where it was like Andrade, Charlotte, play the real life relationship into it. And then you can have someone else like a Cesaro or a, a Rollins or a Sheamus or a Sasha Banks in that group. 
Can you imagine? That would be great. That would be awesome. But how can the writers not at least see that? At, at least pairing Flair with Andrade and Charlotte. And they could have a little, little, you know, a little stable there. Um, and, and instead of having Flair paired with Lacey Evans and getting involved in this stupid drama, just horrible storyline. And yeah, and, and then, you know, but Andrade is one of those guys that I know a lot of the IWC recognize. He like the I mean, it was a good pop. And, and I, I'm not saying that he, you know, he he's. I don't want to say that because he is he is up there with, you know, the guys like Rollins and Cesaro. He He's as good as any of those guys, but maybe not as popular to some um, as those guys, like even before WWE, like like a lot of people knew who Cesaro was. A lot of people knew who Seth Rollins was. Um, Andrade, they probably not as many people probably knew who he was before his WWE um, run. He was in New Japan, so I'm sure, you know, he had a lot of the hardcore based um, fans that were that already knew of him. But it's just like when I hear that pop, I don't know. And I'm probably just nitpicking. And I'll be honest, I'm probably just nitpicking. Maybe, maybe the pop was better than I'm giving it credit for. I don't know. To me, it just didn't sound like because, you know, I know it is in a smaller arena, smaller audience in attendance than, uh, you know, WWE and WWE back then. It's just because I guess I'm so spoiled from back then when someone would jump ship to WWE or WCW, you know, vice versa, whatever. The pops would be amazing. Diamond Dallas Page going to WWE. That pop when he when he took off that mask. Oh, my God. Jericho debuted in on WWE. Um, I know Scott Halls didn't get a pop, but you could tell. But the, the reaction was more shock. Like, people were more in shock. And that's even telling right there. That's just as important as getting a huge pop that lasts for a good, you know, a good 20, 30 seconds versus a five, you know, five, 10 second pop um, that, that wrestlers get nowadays. Um, but, you know, I know Andrade came out and it was a small, smaller audience. So, OK. Small audience. When I bring you to my next segment, wrestlers you may have not known appeared in ECW. The wrestler I'm talking about here is Scott Hall. That's right. Scott Hall did actually show up in ECW on November 11th of 2020. And he actually showed up as a surprise and faced Big Sal of the FBI. Big Sal, I'm sure, you know, if, if you're a hardcore ECW fan, um, you know who Big Sal is. He's the big old, big old fat dude um, that would always accompany little Guidos. Uh, he would always have little Guido on his shoulders when they'd come out. And he would take some pretty funny bumps, actually. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. We just did an episode that we're going to um, air tomorrow. Sorry, I had to get a cup of coffee in the big time right there. Take taste of my cup of coffee in the big time. Um uh, we're we're going to release tomorrow King of the Ring 94 uh, review. And in there, you could tell Scott Hall was just in a pissy mood. Scott Hall was probably not happy with the fact that, you know, the events were going to turn out the way they were going to turn out. So he came in there with his, you know, huffy, puffy, you know, big pissy face. And he didn't he had no fire in him at all. No, he, he was not enthused. And, and it kind of made, you know, as we're going back watching it, it kind of made us feel like, oh, man, well, I'm not really into this pay-per-view because or at least the matches that he's involved in. Um, because of his little hissy fit, but I don't know, maybe Scott Hall just, maybe it was because he knew who he was going to be putting over at the end of the night. I don't know. Um, because it seemed like Scott Hall didn't mind putting guys over, um, in ECW because he actually came into ECW as a surprise, uh, appearance and he actually put over big Sal. He actually lost. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Big Sal defeated Scott Hall and sure, you know, little Guido and you know, he interfered. Um, but still, Scott Hall was a former member of the NWO. And this was in 2000, you know, four years after the uh, 
the start of the NWO, the inception of NWO and NWCW. But that's still that was still a huge group. So for someone with a big name like that coming from the NWO, you know, one of the uh, founding fathers of the NWO to come into ECW. It is a fall from grace um, as far as, you know, the crowds you were used to um, performing in front of. To come in this small arena and in front of a small audience to put over Big Sal, someone who is <laughs> obviously not wrestling anymore, someone who, was, who wasn't going to go on to be become a big star in wrestling. That, uh, I, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, maybe Scott Hall needed a payday. I don't know. But I, I thought it was kind of cool. And, I, and uh, you know, I've got that video here. Um, we'll see how long I can play it. We'll see how much I'll be allowed to play of it because, you know. Uh, the music. So, since I'm not going to start at the very beginning because of the copyright fact with the music, you hear the Fugees, "Ready or Not, Here I Come." You know that's playing over the the speakers or playing in the arena, and no one knows who's going to come out. And then, well, you know, you'll see right now. We'll, we'll 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 get to that right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna play that video for you guys here, and it's actually one of the biggest pops. And this, you know, if anyone wants to argue about Andrade not getting a huge pop when he came out in AEW because that's a smaller attendance or audience in attendance or a smaller arena or whatever excuse you want to use. Uh, this is going to prove that that doesn't matter. That small arenas, small audience doesn't matter. So take a listen. It's pop. It's going to be crazy. Still going. Still going. Still going. Pop's still going. again look at that big pop or listen to that big pop and again watch come on man I mean come on man come on man you know the thing so I, I don't know. I mean, I know I obviously Andrade is not as big as Scott Hall. But at the same time. And, and now I'm going back and forth at the same time, when you see the love that, you know, anyone that's considered an indie, uh, indie darling. By the IWC, you would think the way everyone's talking about it and the way people get mad when WWE misuses them, you would think they were as popular as a Scott Hall. And that's what it's coming down to. Like, that's my whole thing about it. It's like when they're in WWE, if you support them that much, give them that type of reaction. They're not Scott Hall, but doesn't mean if we all love the guy that they can't be getting that type of reaction. That was in, in the ECW arena. So it's nothing but just a hardcore uh, audience, hardcore based audience. And I don't mean just hardcore wrestling. I'm talking about like hardcore wrestling fans in general, you know, compared to the casual fan that would be at a WWE event. But you still get the hardcore wrestling fans that will go to WWE show. So when we're there, cheer on the Cesaros. Like, 
give him the loudest pop that you can possibly give him so he can succeed. So Vince could fucking, oh, I get it. He's getting all the chairs. Because like, look at Drew McIntyre is another example, right? Now, obviously, we're not going to know until we start seeing more shows with them in front of fans. Um, then, then we'll really know where each wrestler stands um, as far as getting their pops and everything. And obviously, you know, when the first shows are starting, you know, of course, everyone's probably going to get huge pops because everyone's just going to be happy to be back at a live event. But we'll see after, you know, after the honeymoon is over of getting back to live shows and seeing your favorite wrestlers in person, we'll see who who's getting the loud pops. We'll see how dedicated the fans are to these wrestlers, you know, because if you're not, then don't get pissed when WWE is misusing them, because that's the thing. Yeah, I get mad. I get mad when WWE misuses them. But I know why. Like, I know why they won't push someone for, you know, uh, for an example, uh, like a Cesaro or someone. Because maybe, I mean, yeah, maybe that's true. Vince like, oh, he has an accent. <laughs> that's why. But, you know, but it also might be like Vince is not going to care if he has an accent. If the fans are buying the shit out of his merch, if the fans are popping every time these guys come out. So, you know, I just hope that that's what happens when we start getting shows back with audiences. We got to go out there. We got to show the support for the Cesaros of the world. You know, um, go out there and cheer them like crazy. Like, just pop louder than you've ever popped for these guys so we can see them making it. You know, in the big time. Yeah, in the big time. The last thing I wanted to touch base on here today was actually, it was, it was actually a really cool story. Um, it was the, uh, so if, if anyone watches Game Changer Wrestling, last night was their uh, Zombies Walk pay-per-view and this is this is really cool you know speaking of former WWE guys nick gage fought last night and defended the uh world title the gcw world title this is actually his second title reign with that uh he he faced uh or sorry he defended it against jimmy lloyd and all of a sudden a man wearing black all black black mask and everything came out everyone was already thinking moxley because uh, uh nick gage and moxley are are in a bit of a feud right now um, so everyone assumed it was, and because the man in the mask was making the mannerisms like Moxley when he came out and Nick Gage didn't see him yet, you know, he was doing the, the whole thing that Moxley does, his, his mannerisms and everything, the way he stands and he hits Nick Gage. When Nick Gage turns around, he hits him with the paradigm shift, also known as the dirty deeds in WWE. And it was funny because as soon as he starts taking the mask off, everyone's already popping because they think it's going to be Ambrose or Moxley. Oops, sorry. They think it's going to be Moxley. And then all of a sudden, it's like even after he took the mask off, it was Zack Ryder, which is fucking great. It was brilliant. But people still popped because for some reason they still thought it was Moxley because after he took off the mask, like right when he took the mask off, people were cheering still and they popped. Like, you know, they popped because of the mask coming off. And then when they realized who it was, you, saw, you start slowly hearing And I'm, I'm actually going to play that for you right now. Let me let me play that for you because it's 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 fucking brilliant. I love it. And Zack Ryder, man, that, that's that's awesome, man. I I hope this this means big things for Zack Ryder. So here we go. Let's uh, let me make that a little bigger there for you guys. All right. I want to talk about a pop. See, they initially popped when he took the mask off. They thought it was going to be Moxley. I guess from behind, if because the hair, because they both have short hair like that. I guess I would have thought Moxley too, maybe. 
so good. <laughs> it's good to see Zack Ryder just without the, the limitations of WWE and being able to say, fuck you! <laughs> fuck Zack Ryder! That's great. That's great. Yes, this is the part. This is the part I want to see. Fucking great. That was so good. So good. It was so good. Oh, man. Zack Ryder. That's awesome. But yeah, so if, if many of you don't know that, they're, they're actually kind of feuding right now. I'm sure it's all, I'm sure it's all a work. Um, but basically, they've been feuding a little bit over Twitter. They've had a little Twitter beef. Uh, Nick Gage and Zack Ryder. Um, because Zack Ryder, I don't know if it's his, um, I believe it's his podcast. And I forget the name of it, but it, it has the initials of MDK, just like Z- uh, Nick Gage's uh, murder, murder, kill, death, I believe is that murder, death crew, whatever, whatever Nick Gage's MDK is. Um, Zack Ryder also has MDK. And. He uh, he 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 took a picture and he sent it. It's uh, a ma- major detoff collectors, because as many of you know, uh, Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona collects a lot of wrestling figures. And I believe it was after seeing the uh, dark side of the ring, Zack Ryder said, Hey, you know, I, (laughs) Hey, Nick Gage. He says, Hey, Nick Gage, DM me your address, bro. I want to personally mail you one of the uh, uh, MDK shirts. Everyone else can order on PWTs. But basically they're going back and forth. And Nick Gage is like, I haven't heard of this uh, Zack Ryder guy or Matt Cardona. Who is he? Oh, it's Zack Ryder. Oh, and then I, oh, I heard you collect action figures. Man, are you that messed up in the head? He's like, don't worry, Zack Ryder. You, if you believe in yourself, I believe you can get back to the WWF one day. Like, you know, they're, they're going back and forth. And then, you know, he was offended. Uh, Nick Gage offended that uh, Matt Cardona had an MDK shirt with a different meaning, different from Nick Gage's MDK. So that the, they're beefing back and forth on Twitter because of that. And, and I obviously it's a work. And it's fucking great. And so that that's why I, I think it was cool that he showed up at Game Changer last night, Zack Ryder. It actually makes me want to watch. Like, I want to watch the feud now. Now, I want to see any, any promos that they're going to cut on each other. I, I'm, I'm interested to see Zack Ryder in this, uh, you know, in this realm. I want to see how he is in because it's, it's, it's obviously going to be a death match. We know it's going to be a death match. And Zack Ryder, I think, is going to do that to be like, hey, you guys just remember me as the Internet Wrestling Champion. Um, you know, the woo, 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 the cartoony character from WWE. And obviously he's an impact wrestling right now, um, which is actually another cool thing, because now not only is Nick Gage feeding with someone from AEW, John Moxley, now he's feeding with someone from impact wrestling. So that's cool. I, I, I think that's the best part about wrestling today is that you do. It's, it's you know, it, it you can liken it to the territory days, but it's different. You know, it's different now. And now you have the Internet. So now you can see all this stuff that may not be taped, for example, but people are going to be recording it with their phones. And now you can see stuff like this happening. Obviously, they taped that last night. It was a pay-per-view. Um, but that's what the, the great thing about this is all these other promotions that are outside of WWE that are working with each other like this right now. And, you know, if the rumors are true, WWE is going to be working with New Japan, maybe. And I know they're already in talks or they may have signed a deal with MLW. And they're actually show, uh, filming, which is actually another thing that I'm excited about. And you know what? Actually, let me look this up right now because this is going to be something that's really cool. But I know WWE is doing a uh, NXT Evolve show 
it's going to be another weekly show. And it's going to be like, you know, the next show to NXT. Um, and it's supposed to be, if I, if I remember reading correctly here, this is what I'm trying to, trying to figure out. It's going to, yeah. So it's going to be more gritty and expected to have like a fight feel. Like almost, it's probably going to be something like to like an, you know, I don't want to say MMA necessarily. Maybe like um, um, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, but you know, not as violent maybe. But if they have that feel where it's like more of like a real fight feel, that's going to be awesome. And it's going to be guys from Evolve Wrestling. So that's going to be great. And they're also going to use that like for, you know, current NXT guys to go to Evolve. I, I, they better. I mean, it's, it's going to be called NXT Evolve. Um, I, I kind of wish they would leave the NXT name out of it um, just to, you know, I just feel like it would be more special if you are going to have like these interpromotional stuff, you know, feuds going on, all this in, interpromotional um, events happening. I think it would be better just to keep the NXT or any WWE name off of it. Obviously, it's probably going to air on the network. Um, so, but still, just just to keep it separate, you know, you have NXT, WWE, and Evolve. I mean, that'd be cool. And then when you have these guys jump in ship, you know, maybe a guy from Evolve shows up on NXT or NXT shows up on Evolve or, you know, a Randy Orton might show up at Evolve one day. It would just make it feel like it's three separate entities feuding with each other rather than everyone's under the WWE umbrella. But, you know, then when they have this uh, MLW deal and, and possibly New Japan, who knows what that's going to bring. And I think it's going to be a very exciting time in wrestling. So. Well, this is my uh, my last drink of my cup of coffee in the big time. So, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I know it's probably going to be a little all over the place. It's the first episode. Um, I'll get more of a format down for it. I just kind of wanted to talk random wrestling stuff. And I think it was just kind of cool. It would be cool just to have a morning wrestling show um, that's released randomly. You know, we release it, you know, maybe release it Wednesday, Tuesday, uh, whatever day. You know, just to get you guys extra content. Um, we enjoy doing the podcast. We enjoy doing, um, you know, Jess enjoys doing the random, like, bad match review videos, the little three-minute videos. Um, we all enjoy doing the podcast, which is why we're doing it unscripted now, because we want another, um, you know, medium for you guys to have, or another, you know, more content for you guys to have from our wrestling podcast. Um, so, you know, and, and we might keep doing different little ideas like this, like, Cup of coffee in the big time. That's going to be your morning wrestling show. Cup of coffee in the big time. Enjoy a cup of coffee with OWP. Huh? So I hope you guys enjoyed the show. As always, as Dave would say, our wrestling podcast on YouTube. Look it up. Subscribe. Hit the bell to stay notified. On the uh, audio platforms, it's Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iHeartRadio. This has been our wrestling podcast. Cup of coffee in the big time. Uh-huh. I'm your host, Cuz. Have a good one.